G'day sports fans and welcome to Dan's A-League Dream Team. Alright, episode 2 is going to help us out for uh, round 2 in the A-League 21-22 season. Um, so let's get straight into it. A lot of the usual first round chaos last week to get through here guys. We need to touch on the heroes from round 1, the staples that stood out and the ones that didn't. The pods that powered up and the new names on the block that scored well. But before we get into it, a quick team update from my team, whose cock is that? Generally, I was pretty happy with my 102 points. Should be really happy with that, but I did get lucky with my captain choice when I picked a pod first round captain in Connor Metcalf. Uh, plenty of people cracked the 100 point mark without him um, by picking more of the big scorers. I had three players that I expected to start that didn't. Uh, they didn't even, didn't even play, and I had a 13 point player sitting on the bench being the uh, victory goalkeeper, Kalava. So that's a glimpse at my resume, I guess, basically. If anyone was curious how I was going, and I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, one last thing before team news is just a small update on the Sports Deck app. Looks like there was a fair bit of last-minute chaos with a, lo- with a lot of last-minute coaches signing up to the competition, which might have caused a small glitch so that we couldn't see who we were versing in the head-to-head competitions. Pretty sure that will be fixed up already for the upcoming round. Looks like it is so far. If you're wondering why your players haven't moved up or down in price yet, it's because they need to play three games before they can change value. So this is referring back to the stock market that we talked about already last week and should be front of mind for making all of your trades in the first few months. All right, I think that's enough housekeeping. Let's get into some team news quickly and then finish up with the fun part. Who to trade in and who to trade out. Uh, team news time. It was a pretty low scoring round this week with a fair few draws and a fair few clean sheets. We can expect that to quickly improve over the next few weeks. Uh, as far as the winning teams are concerned though, there were no real surprises for me. I think we touched on it last week that Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory were going to be some of the better teams this year. I know Sydney FC didn't get the win, but they also looked, also looked pretty good up against the sturdy Western Sydney Wanderers team. Uh, Mariners also made the winners list, but only by the skin of their teeth. Uh, sounds biased, but uh, statistically speaking, they weren't the better team at all. At the other end of the scale, the losing teams were Newcastle Jets, Brisbane Raw, and Western United, all of which were predicted to be in my bottom four this year. Surprisingly, the Newcastle Jets from round one were impressive. Thank God, because I'm a Newcastle fan. Uh, their attack showed a bit more menace than last year and they dominated both in possession and shots at goal. They didn't win, but I think we'll see better football from them this year. I definitely think the Mariners got lucky with a win and in the first round, largely thanks to the keeper. And I wouldn't be getting too excited about them in the early stage this year. I re- recommend that we all wait and see a little bit more from them before we jump on the Mariners bandwagon and bring in Mariners players, that is. Uh, all other teams... Uh, got draws, which was unusual, but should change in the next few rounds as the teams start to click. Uh, Anyway, since this is fantasy football podcast and not a football news podcast, I think we should move on to the fun stuff. Who do we trade in and who do we trade out this week? The first crucial thing to note about trades this year is that we have up to 34 trades total and we can do, uh, it's a 26 round competition. Uh, This means that we can basically average one trade per week with the occasional extra trade. If you've already had a look at your possible trades this week, you'll see you're allowed to do up to three trades, um, which is probably going to be the standard going forward. So just keep in mind that even though you've probably got a fair few players you want to get rid of, 
after a wild first week, you are definitely going to be more desperate for those trades later in the year than, um, than you will this week, unless your team is already in dire straits, which may be the case for people that auto-picked. Uh, honestly, even though I'm about to talk about trades in and out this week, my recommendation really is to avoid doing trades this week if you can avoid it, because one week of stats is not a solid showing of future statistics. That being said, here are my tips based on the small sample pool we have so far in round one. All right, starting from the back with goalkeepers. The top three are Redman at Sydney FC, uh, Kalava at Melbourne Victory, and Mias at Western Sydney Wanderers. All three had the skill to, to back the points, um, making all three of them keepers if you have them. Kalava and Mias, I don't know, don't know if I'm saying that right, Mias for uh, Wanderers under 160k make them great buyers if you don't have them i definitely wouldn't be buying redman over the others at his price he's closer to 240k the other positive standout goalie was tom glover melbourne city if you don't have him then you should he should be high on your buy list uh, there were other good goalkeepers like philip curdo and jamie young but they aren't buyers when listed against these players uh, unless they show further promise um, the sell list for goalkeepers includes Matt Acton from Victory, Liam Reddy from Perth, and Michael Weyer from Jets, all of whom are highly owned, but they didn't start. Uh, so my goalie trades of the week would be Tom Glover and Kalava. I have both, and I'll be sticking to them for the foreseeable future. Uh, you don't have to race out and trade goalkeepers just yet, because if you are making trades, you probably have bigger fish to fry. So let's move on to the defenders. These guys are interesting this year. A few defenders played further up the field than expected and are labelled as defenders in sports deck. Piraeus, Piraeus, I think it is, is the most exciting one uh, for Western United, but mind you, that was off the bench, so he's one to watch. Uh, if he can be, if he becomes a starting player and plays midfield or, or attacking mid, or even further up again, which he, I think he can do based on the, the way he plays, then he's going to be a defender that's going to be having shots on goal week to week. Um, as always, there's new faces in the exciting wing-back role. Uh, for those that don't know, wide, wide defender role that tends to get up the field a bit, basically. Um, they got off to a good start. Do we bring them in because they looked good after one week, though? Probably not. Uh, top defenders this week. Uh, Roderick for victory. He got a clean sheet and a goal, earning him the top points of any player, but five points. Uh, Curtis Good for Melbourne City, who got a goal and Jacob Farrell for Mariners, who also got a goal. Uh, again, all of these guys had a pedigree that matched the points, but I still have questions around all three. Will Roderick shine week to week? We don't know. Kurt, is Curtis Good worth over 230k? Probably, probably not yet. Uh, should we bring in a Mariners defender? All right, personally, the safest trade out of all three of these is, is Farrell, Jacob Farrell for Mariners. He's rock bottom price and he should keep starting after that performance. Uh, he will go up in price regardless, as long as he plays the next two games, uh, which is more important than points at this stage, in my opinion. Um, the other trades in for defenders to consider are Jason Davidson and Jason Jaria for victory, as well as James Bodd uh, from Perth. I have questions around Perth's defence so far, and whether Bodnar will keep starting. I'd also still bring in Risden for Western United if you didn't already have him. And the last one is Brandon Hamill for Melbourne Victory. Uh, he won't get goals or assists, I don't think, 
You'll probably get yellow cards as well, which is one to look out for. Um, but if he keeps getting clean sheets, you can't complain with his price tag, which is pretty close to rock bottom. The defenders to trade out uh, this week are the popular Sydney FC guys, Zulo and Donaghy. Uh, it's not urgent. They can't go down in value, and they're pretty close to rock bottom anyway. Uh, but they didn't start, so if you're desperate to get in another defender straight away, these are two that should be high on your sell list. Uh, ben Garuccio, Garuccio and Ziggy Gordon also disappointed in round one. But the biggest sell in the defensive stocks is the popular Nathaniel Atkinson, who is owned by almost 15% of coaches. A tame first week should see his price drop early in the season, unless he gets a goal in the next week or two. Um, he'll be a good buy in a month or so. To be clear, I think he's one of the best defenders to have this season, but we want him at a discount after we make some cash in that position. Okay, so that's it for defenders, but I want to remind you guys that even though I'm saying these guys are good buyers or good sells, I'm not pushing any of these as desperate moves yet after only one week. All right, on to the mids. The midfielders are probably the hardest ones to cover, especially with the new scoring system. Uh, a lot of the big-name players scored pretty poorly here, such as Diamante, Davila, and Rojas, uh, whereas other midfielders that are not usually gun fantasy players managed to scrape good points, such as Ugarkovic and Clayton Lewis. Uh, both decent players, but not traditional big fantasy point scorers. And they also weren't involved in goals this week, but managed great scores. So all of this is to say that the point system this year has changed, meaning that a decent game with no goals now allows a player to get good points, unlike last season. In saying that, here are the standout players to consider bringing into your team. Um, Pena for the Jets. His stats were through the roof and he can shoot. Uh, ben Halloran for Adelaide was even better statistically with five shot assists and a goal assist. Caceres for Sydney FC played a full game and created a lot of attack. Connor Metcalf and Florin Barangay, both for Melbourne City, were great in a great team and should be reliable point scorers. Then there's Jake Brimmer for, for Melbourne Victory, who is continuing a great run from last year. Uh, ones to sell or avoid are possibly Davila for the Bulls, based on his high price and the fact that he's up against Sydney FC this week. Akbari, since so many brought him uh, in for some unusual reason in round one. Um, and possibly Rojas, if you really want one of the early shining stars and need his money to get there. Personally, I'm giving him another week. I would avoid bringing in Lachlan Rose or Josh Nisbet at this stage. Both of them are popular buyers. I'd wait and see for one more week at least. Josh Nisbet in particular played up front, but only because Matt Simon was was off and we don't know when he's coming back. I don't think it's a big injury. So Nisbet will probably drop back to the mids this week. Um, a lot of popular forwards disappointed this week, so don't be too worried if you if only one of your forwards got a decent score. I had almost 750000 spent on two players who got five and three points respectively. That was McLaren and LaFondra. Uh, whereas my cheap pod player, Yangi for Adelaide, snagged a cheeky goal. And he's worth less than 170k. So the points so far are saying that money doesn't matter up front. Um, the ones to sell or avoid are Sturridge for Perth. He played five minutes and will be eased into the game still. D'Agostino for victory. Um, sounds like I'm stuttering, but that's his name, D'Agostino, if you haven't if you haven't heard of him. Um, he played for over an hour and got zero shots at goal, only one shot assist. We want much better from our uh, our forwards, I think. 
David Ball from Wellington. Uh, he played further back on the field like a midfielder, although he did still mage five shots. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Need to have a closer look at him. Um, Matthew Leckie for Melbourne City. He started, but he only managed one shot assist and zero shots at goal. I was worried that he was going to take a lot of the shine away from McLaren, but week one would suggest otherwise. Uh, Piscopo for Wellington, who only managed one shot and had zero shot assists also. Um, he could come good, which is why I'm generally saying we shouldn't bother with trades this week. But if people want to know um, who to get rid of based on stats, then he is one of them. Stats of one week, that is. Um, so the forward buyers of the week are Cusini Yangi for Adelaide, Craig Noon for the Bulls with four shot assists and a goal assist. He's not in front of goal as much for a forward, um, so keep that in mind. Valentino Yule, uh, he, has, um, he has to be on the list, even though he's not a starting player. His points per minute after game one was 0.5, which was at least double, if not triple or more, um, a lot of decent players. Um, I think the average was 0.1 or 0.2 points per minute, um, and he got 0.5. If he can get a starting spot at the Jets, he's definitely one to watch, and even off the bench, he's proven to be a good point scorer so far just after one week. Was it luck? Time will tell. Uh, Marco Urania, um feels gross saying it because he's a Mariners player. He had five shots, two shot assists, and one goal assist. He's getting a little bit old, and he does play for the Mariners, so personally I'm leaving him out of my team but I can't argue with those stats. The last one to mention is Jamie McLaren from Melbourne City, very expensive, but he had six shots last week. No goals to show for it, um, but if he can get back to his level from last year, then any game that he has six shots at is likely to earn him a hat-trick of goals um, just by his standard. That's We can assume that he maybe got a little bit unlucky last week. So we're starting to get to the end of this, guys. My key holds and avoids are as follows. Everyone is jumping off Nikolai Muller, uh, Storm Roo and Marco Rojas. Uh, Muller and Roo are rock bottom price and they can only go up. They aren't sells unless you desperately need someone there, so I can't see why you'd sell them. Rojas, on the other hand, he only had 15 minutes. Um, I want to give him another week, so I'm going to hold him and see what he... He's one of the stars. Uh, so they get, I think they call him New Zealand a messy. So, yeah, we might as well watch him, see if he comes good. A lot of people buy, are buying Fornaroli and Nisbet, but let's just keep in mind they both only got one goal and not from amazing stats otherwise. Uh, I'm not saying they're bad players. In fact, I like them both as players. But let's see a bit more from them before we jump the gun here. Uh, Nisbet, in particular, um, plays for a low-attacking team and he was playing out of attack, as we've already said. Uh, Fornaroli is pretty expensive for a guy that only had two shots on goal and only one on target, and that was against Adelaide, a team that is not famous for its defence. Okay, so my top trades, if we were to summarise to only eight players, uh, the goalkeepers, Kalava in, Matt Acton out. Uh, defenders, Farrell for the Mariners in, and Zulo out. Uh, the midfielders, Halloran in for Akbari, Forwards, Kusini Yangi in, and I would take Sturridge out. So to wrap it all up, guys, I know we've talked about a lot of people to trade in or trade out, but it really is for people that are already in a fair bit of trouble with their team. If you can field a full team this week, then I'd be reluctant to make any trades. 
Uh, keep in mind that players won't change price or value until they've played three games. Um, so we get one more free look at them, and then next week they'll actually go up based on the points they earn. Uh, then we have a much better pool of statistics to go off um, to probably make three trades next week, bring in a lot more cash, which is uh, which is the initial goal here. All right, that's it from me, guys. Best of luck this week. Peace out.